You're listening to Guides for Brides, the wedding podcast. I'm Nikita from Team GFB, and if you're planning your wedding or helping someone who is, you're in the right place, because I'll be discussing trends, practical planning tips, and more with the help of some special guests along the way. So let's get started with today's episode. Hello and welcome back to Guides for Brides, the wedding podcast. You may have noticed that this is being posted before our next scheduled episode and that's because we've got something really fun to share with you. So you get a bonus one this week. Yay! Recently, we were invited to Dubai to take part in their Global Wedding Excellence Retreat and explore and learn more about the destination wedding venues available to couples. Whilst I was out there, I spoke with some of the wedding planners from the UK who were with us and some of the top hotels in Dubai to find out their top tips and creative ideas for hosting your dream destination wedding, either in Dubai or elsewhere in the world. First up, I talked to Christina Kempton, a luxury wedding planner for weddings in the UK and abroad. We were recording whilst visiting Atlantis the Palm, so you may occasionally hear a few people in the background. Christina, would you mind just starting off by telling us what you specialise in when it comes to destination weddings? So we are a high-profile luxury wedding and event planning company. We cover the UK as well as destinations. For example, we work in Lake Como, south of France. We've worked all over the world, so we work globally and we produce high-scale weddings for our discerning couples. So in terms of destination weddings, what are your biggest tips for couples who are planning right now? The biggest tips we have for clients this year is to have a wedding where it really shows your personality. I feel like a lot of clients have fallen into the trap of trying to produce a Pinterest wedding where we want to show their own personal style for them as a couple destinations you have a lot more options because you would have the weather you have surroundings you might not necessarily get from the country you're from so using those and incorporating those so your design's cohesive not just a standard wedding you would get say in London but in another country and in terms of um, any ideas or uh, unique things that you've seen while you've been uh, a wedding planner is there anything that you've that really sticks out in your mind that um, you think couples might get inspired by a lot of our clients all, all of our clients in fact don't have the same style of wedding the person before or after them would have so I think in terms of showing your uniqueness you can do that in your forms of entertainment you could do that in your design of the wedding do you sort of mix your cultures and have a fusion wedding where you have one part of someone's heritage and background you know do you have Turkish drummers if you have a Turkish heritage there are so many bits you can take from people's religions and backgrounds and histories and entwine that into your design which I think automatically makes your wedding unique to you. After talking with Christina I next had a chat with Rugi from Mrs Wedding Planner to see what her tips were. It had been quite a long day visiting venues all over the city and we were at the back of a bus so things got quite loud and I apologise in advance for the sound quality but hopefully you'll hear her fantastic tips. I'm here with Rugi from Mrs. Wedding Planner and she is a top luxury destination wedding planner from London and she's going to tell us all about her top tips for planning your destination wedding. Rugi, can you please introduce yourself to the audience? Hello, my name is Rugi and I'm the owner of Mrs. Wedding Planner Limited. We are based in London but we do international weddings all over the world. So. Um, my top tips for destination wedding planning is choose the right location that is accessible for all your guests. Two, have 
a panel of vision research to get some idea and a clear understanding of what the minimum spend covers. So you're clear on rental, food and beverage, and ask all the practical questions. What time does the venue shut down, music-wise? Capacity. And just generally, as, as many questions as you possibly can. But overall, I think, speak to someone who's savvy, destination wedding-wise, um, and choose somewhere that you feel for the, the pleasure of your guest experience-wise, it will be jaw-dropping. Don't, don't just choose a destination for the sake of it. Thank you, Ruby. And in terms of great destinations that you could recommend, where have you planned weddings? Well, I've done quite a few weddings in Dubai. So Dubai, obviously, you have the big ballrooms, but you also have great outdoors. So if you are into outdoorsy weddings and want to take a party outside later, sorry, indoors later, it's perfect. You've got lots of different options. You've got at the Woods Carlton, uh, they, they have an outdoor space and have an indoor ballroom, so you can always do that. And for all the venues, really, from the Stock Hotel to um, Atlantis, Nikki Beach mm. Hotel, talking about this nation, yeah, yeah. talking about Dubai right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have that flexibility of doing both outdoors and Another great uh, location for me personally, I feel, is Zanzibar because it's less considered. And if you're a mature couple, this idea, you're not going to have lots of you know, bikini babes basking around in a bag pool area. Be very exclusive, very sophisticated and quite uh, uh, calm. So Zanzibar would be ideal. Marrakesh is another hot spot. You're spot for five-star hospitality and venues. Food's amazing and accommodation-wise as well, you could get the best of the best. There are many more cost-effective options if all your guests can't do luxury. So Marrakesh, Zanzibar, Dubai, um, and obviously if you're in somewhere like London, Europe, Portugal, I know a lot of people don't pay attention to Portugal that much, but I discovered a fantastic boutique hotel in the Algarve. So if you're looking at, again, proximity for your guests if they're traveling from London, it's ideal, cost effective, food's amazing. Amazing. My final question for you. Have you seen any unique ideas that you think couples should know about or that you found so impressive that you'd like them to, to get inspired for their destination wedding? Um, well, at the time we're doing this podcast, <laughs> I'm not at my optimum. <laughs> we're at the back of a bus. Yeah, we're on the back of a bus. It's really late. I've been coerced into having anything I'm saying right now but um, I'd say choose any sort of experience that you thoroughly enjoyed that is outside of weddings so I, I think I was talking to you earlier about you know uh, the protocol of wedding reception so maybe you want to switch things around if speeches are your ultimate nightmare maybe position it in such a way that it, it's not the main agenda of your reception there's not a lot of pressure um, now couples are really focusing on having a good time because ultimately this is what it's about and um, also 
think all of these things people know about, but I think the industry sometimes pushes the trends and you know what to have and what not to have. And I feel that the best weddings are those that have no, that they don't give the guest like no expectations, there are no premises. You're going in with an open mind, some sort of random venue like Mickey Beach. I mean, there'll be surprises from start to finish. And be just relaxed and get a fantastic DJ, have a good time. Maybe do your speeches the following day or farewell brunch. You could switch things around like that. Uh, pressure for what to wear. Again, just your bridal party, if you could choose was comfortable for them obviously in keeping with the style of wedding that you want to do but ultimately I'll say from a planner's perspective best weddings that I have planned and attended are those with more stringent rules are those where um, you know the, the couple hope for the best and they're really focused on the love they have for their guests and themselves so um, and just do whatever you like. Maybe you go into a restaurant, you like the design, maybe you want to try and, you know, drive your design in that direction. You could do, if you're a graphic designer and you want your dance floor to reflect some some artwork that you've done before, go for it. Because in other industries across the world, they've moved from just initials on the dance floor. You know, you would get artsy things. And maybe, you know, you like, um, whatever you like and somehow just intelligently incorporate it in your design not too cliche but try and do what you like Amazing. Thank you so much, Ruby, for your time. And finally, I caught up with Siobhan Craben Robbins. Having planned lots and lots of beautiful weddings in the UK and overseas, she had some incredible tips for those of you planning a destination wedding. Siobhan, would you please start off by introducing yourself to the listeners? Hello, everybody. I'm Siobhan Craven Robbins. Um, I've been a wedding planner for 26 years now, based in the UK, predominantly doing weddings in the UK, but also destination um, all around the world, actually. Really, and um, what uh, destinations do you tend to um, to sort of take your couples to? It's actually by demand. Um, I'm not sort of associated with any particular location or country, so it's always been by demand and where the clients want to go, which has taken me everywhere from sort of Geneva to Morocco um, to Mauritius um, to France. So yeah, all all around. Amazing. And so when you're thinking about where to go for your destination wedding, what would you suggest couples consider? I think the most important thing for anybody thinking about a destination wedding is to look at your motivation for having that destination wedding um, and why you want to go somewhere. Because you do definitely have to sort of embrace the sort of the culture, the look, the country that you're choosing to get married in and hold your reception. It's not about trying to transplant, say, a London hotel wedding out in the desert in Morocco. Um, So you've got to choose that location because you love 
it. It it is your ideal. And also just be prepared to embrace whatever that entails. Different sort of countries and cultures have different attitudes to timing, for instance, particularly Mm. as a predominant one, to food service. You know, certain cultures really linger over their food. It's the most important part of the whole celebration. So you're you're not going to have your three-course meal done in 90 minutes. It's probably going to be more like three hours. So um, I think that's the most important thing really, is that um, your vision is matched with the reality. Amazing. And in terms of your sort of top tips for couples who are considering having a destination wedding, what would your three top tips be? Well, obviously, as a wedding planner, I'm always going to say to to have somebody orchestrating it. And whether that is um, you choosing a planner in the country where you live. So say if you're here in the UK, a UK wedding planner who organises destination weddings or specialises in the country that you're thinking of having your wedding. Or the other alternative, obviously, is to find somebody on the ground there. Um, But I do think that is essential because as with any wedding, destination weddings apart from this, it's, it's all about having the right people, the right suppliers for your wedding and recommendation is the best way you can go so whether that's through a professional that you're hiring to organize your wedding or you're going to look for a resource at that location who can hopefully sort of feed in the the good suppliers to use um, that's really a very critical thing Um, budget always comes into it wherever your wedding is so be realistic about that do some homework have an expectation a realistic expectation of what this wedding is going to cost you because you never want to get down the line with any wedding but even more so with a destination one where there could be added complications to find out you can't afford everything that you want or that it's perhaps more expensive than you expected it to to be Um, And just trying to think of a a third tip. I think that, um, yes, it's, I I think it's to be prepared to, when I think of weddings that I've done, I always speak to the clients about there may be some elements that we'll do in the UK or that we'll be bringing from the UK. It may just work out better that way. Don't think that you've got to get everything on the ground there or use everybody on the ground there. You may choose to bring a photographer from the UK. You may choose to bring your hair and makeup artist from the UK. So sort of think outside the box with that would be my third tip. Brilliant. And I think the final question I have for you um, is actually budget based. So in terms of um, wait, maybe unexpected costs that you might come across when you're planning your destination wedding, are there any that come to the top of your mind that couples might want to be aware of to make sure they budget for that? Um, I think a big one probably is tipping because different countries have different attitudes to it. Um, and so definitely find out about that. You know, does everybody expect a tip? You know, is, is it courteous to do that is it offensive not to do it is it offensive to tip you know Mm. that that can be the way in some some countries too so I think that's probably the most important one wedding insurance always essential but moreover obviously make sure it's covered for kind of the inevitabilities that could perhaps happen with having a destination wedding like certain things not turning up like your luggage Mm -hmm. um so and and also to allow um you know, the, the, the time as well that um, you're going to be flying out ahead of that wedding. So within your budget, have sufficient that you can stay two or three nights ahead of your wedding. You don't have to be arriving 24 hours beforehand. I guess that's especially important if you're going somewhere that's got a very different time zone as well. I mean, jet lag. Good point. We're, we're feeling it here, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, no, good point. Because, yes, you've got to adjust to that as well. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Siobhan. It's a pleasure.
And of course, whilst we were in Dubai, we visited some of the top wedding venues in the city. So I sat down with a few of them to see what you can expect from a destination wedding in Dubai. First of all, I caught up with Samia from Atlantis. This is one of the main Dubai hotels, isn't it? It really is such a, an iconic hotel because, of course, I mean, everywhere around the world it's known, right? So when you think of Dubai, you think of the Atlantis. Um, and we're so, and for the couples that do host their weddings here, it's, it's, it's incredible for them. Amazing. And Samia, what is your specialism with weddings here at the Atlantis? Sure. So I look after the weddings and special events here at Atlantis Dubai, um, where we have from an array of events that take place, birthdays, um, anniversaries, baby showers, etc., as well as the larger scale weddings. Brilliant. And in terms of your capacity here and sort of the kind of weddings that you can hold, can you just quickly run us through those? Absolutely. So we have a number of ballrooms, the biggest one being Atlantis Ballroom, which can host up to 1,000 guests seated. Yeah, so it is quite large and it does definitely cater for uh, the large-scale Arab Indian weddings that they host. Um, and then we do have our smaller spaces, Silk and Spice, that does a maximum of 200 so all sizes really there for you okay perfect so uh, in terms of Dubai as a wedding destination can you give me an insight as to why why you think couples should come here for their wedding so Dubai is such an incredible city and it is able to offer you an, an array of options. So even when it comes to being able to have the grandest wedding with the most elaborate designs, you're able to do that here in Dubai and everything is possible really. So um, Dubai is definitely, if you want to go big, Dubai is the place. So couples who are planning their destination wedding at the moment, what would your top tip as someone who runs events in a venue be for them right now? My top tip for them would be to create a journey for your guests, right? So you have a ballroom that is really a blank canvas for them and they're able to go ahead and create an experience right from the start of, say, the lobby right to the very end of the night, including items like such as entertainment, anything that really allows them to amplify that guest experience where it's just not a, um, a, a normal dinner meet greet the couple and then come you know go home but really um have elements that really engages them in every aspect of the night that would be my top tip that's a brilliant tip and I, I'm sure you know running so many weddings so many large-scale small-scale weddings as well you must have seen some really unique ideas are there anything uh, is there anything that sort of has stuck in your mind um that you think might inspire other couples for me, it's definitely the entertainment aspect of it and having different types of entertainment in the sense that one at the beginning of the night, in the middle, and then at the end as well. But also it's the food element. So the catering aspect, the food and beverage, really creating a journey for their palate, right? That really is, becomes very memorable for, for guests and for the couple themselves. So uh, creating, for example, a combination of live stations as well as plated dinner and buffets really allows guests to A, interact with, their, with each other, but also just really honing in on that, the catering aspect of it. Brilliant. And the couples that are maybe listening to this podcast still deciding what they should do for their wedding, why should they have a destination wedding? 
So destination weddings are a fantastic idea. It really allows couples to create an again an experience for their guests, right? It really allows them to take um, events out of the norm. So of course, it allows guests to have a holiday from itself as well. And then in terms of Dubai, it is such a beautiful city where you are able to have beautiful sunshine throughout the day holiday vibes throughout the day and then in the evening be able to really experience a nightlife right and so with weddings you'll be able to able to give your guests that whole package here in Dubai brilliant and then a final question um that we'll go back to the one that we sort of started asking earlier um so what is so attractive about Dubai as a wedding destination in particular it really is the hospitality of the culture. We really embrace and welcome everyone and anyone and we really would love to amplify, again, that guest experience. It really is truly about creating memorable moments for, not, of course, not only the couple but the guests itself. Dubai is a fantastic place for um, as a wedding destination because everything is possible. It goes back to the fact that you can have here in Atlantis, you're able to have weddings on the beach that is, and you're surrounded by the Arabian Gulf. And then if you want to have events that are in ballrooms, you're definitely able to do that across our three spaces that we also have. And then now with Atlantis, the Royal opening up where we're focusing very exclusively on one wedding at a time. And that is another beautiful area that you're able to um, have and host extravagant events so Dubai is just if you want to go above and beyond in every area of your wedding that is definitely possible here in Dubai brilliant thank you so much Samia and it was a pleasure speaking with you today and thank you and to you as well next I had a chat with Emma Pope at the Almani Hotel we caught up with her after a brief tour of this stunning location at the Burj Khalifa which was quite busy so sorry if you hear any background noise I'm here with Emma Pope from Email Hospitality and she's going to tell us all about the downtown area of Dubai and the hotels that can act as a venue for your wedding. Emma, can you just tell us a bit more about the downtown area? So in the downtown area, we have um, Armani Hotels, we have Address Hotels and Resorts, we also have Vida Hotels and Resorts. These make up our offering under Email Hospitality Group. Um, amongst all of these hotels, we have an ultra luxury offering, which is our Armani Hotel. Then our five star luxury hotels, which is the address hotels. Each of them offer something different. So we can accommodate anything from 1,000 guests outside at Armani Pavilion, all the way through to an intimate gathering of 10 people on our palace viewing deck um, or at our Vida pool deck. Brilliant. And can you tell me a bit more about sort of the downtown area and what couples love about it? Obviously, one of the things that we have with Armani being at the base of the Burj Khalifa, people either want to be in the Burj Khalifa or they want to be opposite looking at it. Um, we have the front row views of Dubai Fountains and obviously the backdrop of Dubai Skyline. In a dress fountain view, we have, um, you can see all of the urban skyline from Business Bay all the way down to um, the downtown area. And uh, just final question, do you have any tips for couples that are currently planning their destination wedding to Dubai? Dubai, we can take everything. We've done weddings on a week's notice and we can also take weddings 18 months in advance. There are a lot of people that won't sign a contract within more than three months within the date of your wedding. We will. We understand that couples want to plan, they want to be 
from the, and they need to send out their save of the day. Um, so plan early, and if, if you don't plan early, we can still take you. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much, Emma. <laughs> and finally, I talked with Andy Cuthbert from the Madinat Jamira, who shared some of his top tips for the best places to have your wedding in Dubai. So would you mind introducing yourself to our listeners, please? Thank you, Nikki. Andy Cuthbert, uh, General Manager. I take care of the Jamira Creekside Hotel out in Gahud, which is next to the airport. And I'm also very lucky to look after the Madinat Jamira Resorts Conference and Events and Outside Catering Business. And I run a little nightclub called Zero Gravity on the side. Amazing. So can you give me a little bit of advice for couples that are planning a destination wedding at the moment? Um, maybe logistical, maybe ideas based, just anything you think is really important for them to know in general if they're planning a destination wedding. When you come to Dubai, it's an exotic destination. Have faith in the people that you're dealing with that they actually know what to do in your best interests as well. And I think that's key for you as a couple that are planning either a, a wedding that's for 12 people or a wedding for 1,200 people. We have many excellent uh, hotels and destinations and venues within the city and also many, many great uh, locally based wedding planning companies and event companies that can guide you and help you. Of course, do your homework first, but ask questions as well. And when you come into a hotel like the Madinat Jumeirah, we have dedicated people on the ground that look after you as well, that work hand in hand with the with your event planner. And they're also a wealth of information and a wealth of experience and guidance that can support you as well. And they will guide you through your event planner or you directly. It's really up to you and the relationship you have with your, uh, your event planner. But some of the things that you should... Uh, be mindful of is that there's there's so much choice. So do shop around, yeah, and, and I'll say that very openly. Have a look at what is best for you and, and what you think will leave that lasting impression because weddings for us in our industry are the, one of the most important types of event we can ever do because it must be perfect for life. There's no second time around hopefully, there's, uh, there's only one chance for us as the, as the hotel or the event planner to get it right. And that's what we really focus on. And that's why it is quite an intense uh, time, both for you as a couple, especially for the bride. She wants everything perfect. But also for us in the hotels and our planners, we, we want to get the best out of each other to make you happy as well. So yeah, it's, there's many things to look for, but have faith in coming to Dubai to an international city that is maybe only 50 years old from a, from a starting point, but we have such a wealth of, of uh, quality people working for us and we do many of the best things in the world, as, as you will have seen. But we're very humble as well. We're hospitality people. We're here to take care of you and to make your special day memorable. Amazing. And do you have any sort of unique ideas that you've seen couples do that you've just been really wowed by or impressed with that our couples might want to take ideas from? We had a Nigerian wedding quite a, quite a few years ago and the groom got up and sang. Oh, wow. And it was like Barry White. I mean, it was just <laughs> brilliant. The, the mother's in tears, the bride's in tears, the waitresses were in tears. Oh. But just that personal touch from him to his wife that's what I remember about the wedding the, mo the, the, the most special thing for me was when he starts singing to his bride that was cool you know we have we have many areas that you can propose as well in Dubai you know we're seeing a lot of proposals uh, at the uh, after a skydive 
people jumping out of planes, for example. We're seeing proposals in front of the Ain Dubai, the, the huge uh, uh, Ferris wheel. I don't think we're allowed to call it a Ferris wheel, but <laughs> the Ain Dubai. And, and that you can actually have the name of your, your, your bride-to-be put up in lights in the night and that sort of thing. But there's so many other unique places out in the middle of the desert, quiet, mm. just you, the sand and that moment for you out in the desert at sunset what 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 better memory to think of and then of course go to dubai mall and dive into the aquarium go you know <laughs> propose while you ski down the the slopes of uh, ski dubai you know there's so many different little things in dubai that you could do to make that first point of your journey together special and then or go down to the old part of town you know not many people know that there's an old part of town you know sit with the old men sit with the men on the dows on the creek and 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 propose on one of the old dows you know you ask them they'll they'll let you in and they'll all clap you know <laughs> <laughs> amazing and in terms of um what you can offer at your hotels do you want to talk a little bit more about the kinds of weddings you can have here and the spaces that you've got available we're very lucky in jumeirah because we, uh, hospitality company born from the sands of Jumeirah Beach in Dubai. Jumeirah Group, we have multiple hotels globally, but also a great amount of hotels within the region, not only in the UAE, but also in Oman, where we've just opened one of our newest hotels, which has been a great destination buyout hotel option for people. We also have a beautiful hotel on Sadiat Island in Abu Dhabi. And then, of course, we have the Dubai-based hotels, the Burj Al Arab, the Jumeirah Beach Hotel, our first hotel in, in the country was built at Jumeirah Beach Hotel. We have the Madinat Jumeirah Resort, which is four hotels in one. We have city hotels, but in Madinat Jumeirah especially, we have the convention center. So we call ourselves the, the Arabian Resort. We have four beautiful hotels, all of around 300 to 400 bedrooms. So there's 1,300 rooms available on the beachfront, which is two and a half kilometers long. We also have this magnificent building called the Convention Center. And inside this building, we have three indoor spaces ranging in size from 2,800 square meters down to 500 square meters. And then we have an outdoor space of 2,000 square meters and an amphitheater for 600 people. We have uh, beachfront restaurants. We have a beautiful arena grass area at Jumeirah Beach Hotel with a backdrop of the Burj Al Arab. So, and then we have the smaller, beautiful ballroom in the Burj Al Arab as well. So the scope of the venues is vast within the group. And also out at the city hotels, we have the Emirates Towers Hotel right next to the Dubai Financial City, overlooking the Museum of the Future. And they have beautiful outdoor space where you could have the Museum of the Future in the background. And then we have Lifestyle Hotel out, out at, uh, down at Zabil House of Greens. If you're a young couple and you want to do something small and unique around the pool, I'm sure Marcus, the general manager, would be loving you to do that. Out where in my hotel, I have a beautiful garden that can do 600 people with our own little uh, pond with ducks and turtles. So it's just <laughs> this little oasis in the middle of the, uh, in the, middle of the city. Sariat Island, of course, is beautiful. And then, of course, we have the uh, Zabil Sarai, the, the Ottoman palace as it, was, uh, was, as it was designed around on the Palm Island. So plenty to offer and plenty of space to explore and to, to really try and make that memorable. And especially for some of the, the weddings, especially the Indian weddings that need the two or three different parts of the wedding, the wedding ceremony over three or four days, we can do that around our resort. We can do that around our hotels as well. 
That's brilliant. Thank you so much, Andy. I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who had a chat with me whilst we were out in Dubai. I seriously shoved a microphone in most of their faces, so they really didn't have much of a choice. Um, And I really appreciate you sharing your amazing tips for hosting the perfect destination wedding on the spot like that. It's incredible. As always, you can find links to everyone featured in today's episode in the show notes. And you can see more from our trip to Dubai on our Instagram at Guides for Brides. Subscribe to be notified when the next episode drops. And I hope you enjoyed this little bonus episode. Until next time, happy wedding planning. Thanks for listening to this episode of Guides for Brides, the wedding podcast. Head over to guidesforbrides.co.uk to continue your wedding planning. And don't forget to like, follow and subscribe on our social media channels at Guides for Brides.